Hello, and thanks for tuning in to our show. I'm your host, Kim Newfeld, and the Executive Director of Bike Walk Wichita. This month, we are catching up with our Bike Walk Wichita work groups. We invite you to our annual event, September 20th, and of course, we'll shine the spotlight on this month's special volunteer. Thanks for tuning in and joining us as we talk all things Bike Walk. As we move into the fall, which I am so excited, fall is my favorite season. So I'm so excited because our work groups are adding more rides, you know, walks and events to our calendar. So make sure you click on our calendar link below in the show notes to find out all the latest rides we'll be, uh, and walks. We'll be adding those weekly as we move into this fall. So really That's excited great. to uh, be able to see people, even if it's just from a distance. That's right. As long as we're outside, it seems like we're okay and, and we're still trying to take all the precautions we need to, but we're comfortable walking and riding together and we space out and so that, that's good. And I'm actually, I'm really excited today to announce our annual social event. So right. as most of you know, every fall we host a documentary or some sort of social gathering just to get our bike ped community together. Right. Some of that community um, building and to share uh, an interesting movie, like you said, or we've done other kinds of events, but this year... Just getting together. Just, yeah. I think, the opportunity to be outdoors, still uh, social distance, but yet see our friends. So, actually, one of our great friends, Marty Johnson, who many of you know, uh, owns Johnson's Garden Centers, he is going to be hosting us on Marty's Acre, which is located at his Johnson Garden Center on 13th Street West. Right, yes. That's a nice little space there he has. He, it he is. does other kind of events there all through the year, and this is a good place for us. So I'm really excited. Our party planners are, you know, like I said, they're organizing a safe outdoor setting. We'll have tents popped up with all our different work groups sharing what they're working on and the initiatives coming up for 2021. Mm -hmm. And we also have three live bands yeah. who are... Going That's to wonderful. Perform. Some local bands that will be able to, real different styles of music as well. Yes, so, so watch our website, Facebook mm -hmm. page, Twitter, Instagram to uh, catch those announcements of who those local bands are. We're really excited. And if you can't join us in person, we will be live streaming our event, the entire event. So you can tune in and catch these live performances and catch up then with Bike Walk Wichita. This will be fine. I, th I think the uh, virtual uh, aspect of this is, of course, is something we've never tried at, at one of our events, but um, we've learned a lot about technology this last couple of months, as we all have, and I think this, we'll be able to do this uh, to make it a really enjoyable uh, evening, whether you're there with us in person or shelter and staying at home or wherever you happen to be. So and uh, we're going to have, of course, delicious appetizers and food and local brews, so you definitely will. Not virtual, that part. You have to come in. Definitely want to come out. <laughs> And if you are joining us in person, this again is Sunday, September 20th from 5 to 8 p.m. And you can actually go online and RSVP on our website. And when you RSVP, you are going to get a Kansas bike map wallet, a handmade wallet. These so. are so cool. They're made out of uh, uh, an out-of-date map. And it's that heavyweight uh, map material, yeah. paper but waterproof. Yes. And it's such a nice design. And they're all about different places in Kansas with the back road showing. So wherever your favorite place to ride is, maybe you can get a wallet that shows that part. Yes, of it. all you DK fans uh, can yeah. get one that highlights Emporia. Yeah, um, Madison's and, and on there and so, all kind of places. Sure. So we're super excited. This is kind of the party favor that we're making. And 
The, this event is, of course, free and open to all of our Bike Walk Wichita friends. So we hope you can join us. As we said, this is also a time for us to uh, share our membership right. uh, donation levels. We'll have our membership plus swag there. So you can pick up your T-shirts, your glasses, your fun upcycled swag. The rubber stamp made out of tires, those things. Yes. And that's great. It, it's really important to have members support it. They help us do what we're able to do. And yes. so that membership plus support is really, really important there. And we have lots of reasons to plan to be ramping up in 2021. So definitely helps us do that. Yeah. And you can uh, continue to find places to explore by visiting our website, our Facebook site, and our Strava Club. And if you have a favorite bike ride or a walk or just any outdoor activity that you want to share, you can share that with us on our on our social media, uh, share it on, on Facebook, or even just send an email, info at bikewalkwichita.org, because we'd love to hear what kinds of things are going on uh, with you. And of course, if you're able to join us for one of our, our organized events, uh, you're welcome to Which come Which we, we have one coming up, actually. I'm really super excited about our September 2nd Sunday Slow Roll and Stroll. Yeah. This will introduce you to Wichita's Midtown Trail. Many people don't uh, realize we have uh, this trail that kind of cuts through kind of the heart of the city. Right. Uh, it's a really nice It's trail. a nice trail, yeah. It goes through some of the, well, we'll just say high-need areas downtown yeah. and all. And so it's, uh, it's well-trafficked by a whole range of folks. And it's nice. It's got a little playground up at uh, 13th Street. Yeah, it's really beautiful. There's some... And actually, this month, we will be exploring, you know, a section of Wichita's African-American history. We actually have this on our app. It's a wonderful walk. We'll be doing it as the walk and the ride portion for the slow roll. So at 2 p.m., you can come to the Midtown Trail, and we'll be doing a cleanup. We do, we that, do that every, every month. month. And that is just a light litter patrol. So make sure you bring some gloves and a trash bag, mm -hmm. and we'll just clean up. And then at 3 p.m., we will do the slow roll and stroll. So you can come to both or just one of those events. But it, it's a great afternoon outdoors. And if you're looking for some other self-guided rides, walks, tours, you can download our free Bike Walk Wichita app and then uh, follow along. The calendar's on our app as well as these different routes and things. So we look forward to seeing you around town. 2020 has proven to be quite a year. As soon as COVID hit, our work groups chose to uh, take that opportunity to help get more people outdoors and active. Bike Walk Wichita's work groups are where the magic really happens. It's where our friends get together and with a shared passion and work on things that are interesting to them. And so whether it's recycle, where you're hands-on working on bicycles, our communications work group, or you're helping to write copy for podcasts and things like that, or even just some of the, the different outreach we do in advocacy, so many things that go on. And in fact, that's one of the things with Bike Walk is we have so many different things that are going on um, that you might not be aware of. A lot of our volunteers might not be aware of what some of the other work groups are doing. And so... I um, love our work groups. I mean, it, it really is where the energy is. And uh, yeah. so all our work, all of our work groups uh, meet monthly. And all of those meetings, one, ha have always had a virtual option. We were ahead of the game there. Yeah. But we meet at headquarters or virtually and they're always open to new friends. So you can find all of those work group meetings right on our calendar. If you're really interested, uh, each work group has a, their own page on our website. Right. So you can click through, uh, learn more about what their current projects are, and there's always a place where you can email to get involved. And so that 
connects you to the work group? Jack, you want to kind of yeah, explain e- that? Exactly. If you were to fill in that form, then it just uh, gets to the work group leader and they'll get back with you. And so if you're interested in the pedestrian work group, for example. If or you if you have an that, idea for the pedestrian work group. That's great. Yeah, because yeah. um, we're always looking for new ideas. And that's one of the things we do is we try lots of different things and see where people are interested and where they want to help and what interests them. And, and that's what we try to support our work groups in doing yeah. these things. And I think that's what makes makes it really work. Yeah. We also don't have these unrealistic expectations. I don't expect everybody who's engaging in the pedestrian efforts to all come to the work group meeting. Right. You know, or you to can, show up at every event. Exactly. It's great if you can, but yeah. people not, can show up where they where they feel like they can, it can be productive and, and that meets their needs, fits yeah, their Yeah, where their passion kind of meets our mission is yeah. how I like to say it. Yeah. So we're not looking to force people into doing certain volunteer work. We're hoping that you know, you'll see it. You'll find your place. Yeah. Everyone we'll talk seems... about that a little bit, too, when we talk about our volunteer spotlight this yes. month, that that really works. So you'll find a place that works for you and, you know, tell them what it, what it is there. Exactly. I'm really excited that we're highlighting all of our different work groups during this podcast. You know, I think it's been a while since we've caught up with many of our lead volunteers, and they are just out doing amazing work truly transforming Wichita. Mm. Everything from helping local neighborhoods and residents to helping city policy or helping uh, redesign streets or look at speed limits and and safety and data collection. It's amazing the number of people who are involved in some way or another with our projects and uh, it's just such a broad range. It is. It's so exciting. So roaming reporter Amy will be sharing here just in a minute several interviews where she caught up with uh, some of our work group leaders. Uh, Jack, you get you caught up with Zeke, so I'm super excited about that. I'll talk to him about recycle and just, he's leaving, and so, but he'll share what, uh, you'll, you'll learn more about recycle. I'm excited to hear that, for that interview. And uh, I caught up with one of our advocacy ambassadors just to uh, see uh, how that new program is working. It's a program we rolled out January 1st last year, and is kind of a new new, new well, program it, it, it to is, our advocacy. It has really helped to keep us on top of projects and, and to be present uh, when decisions are being talked about and discussed. And so, yep, that's so, a really important one. Let's kick back and check out the interviews with our work groups. Hey, everyone. I have uh, Carrie Hobart with me. And she is uh, part of our recycle group and does some education classes. And uh, Carrie, do you just want to say a little bit about what you love about Bike Walk Wichita? Oh, hi everyone. I um, I really love this group, Bike Walk Wichita, because, like Kim always says, it's just it has brought together this very diverse group of people with um, who are have a lot of wisdom and a lot of drive and love biking and walking and getting outside. They all bring a nice skill set and it's, it's really fun to watch it unfold. Thank you, Carrie. Um, I know that we certainly appreciate having you a part of Bike Walk Wichita and you have added some really unique things to us. Uh, would you like to talk about your um, work with the International Rescue Committee? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, I miss that group right now with COVID, but um, 
back in 2016, I think, um, I knew that the International Rescue Committee, which is a refugee settlement organization, it's a nonprofit, I knew that they had a program called Rides for Refugees, and I thought, well, we could do that at Bike Walk Wichita. So I designed a program where uh, small groups, this was back in 2016, there were still, 2015 and 16, quite a few refugees being settled in the area, hundreds at a time. Um, and they have three months to get settled. They, they, they have basically three months of help, and then they're on their own. Um, and that's, they have to find jobs, they have to get enrolled in school, um, they have to have a place to live and furniture and get their kids enrolled in school. And they obviously don't drive. And often uh, language is a barrier and they don't know the street rules. So um, Rides for Refugees is a program um, where I would bring in a small group for five to six folks um, and spend the morning with them and teaching them about rules of the road, traffic skills, um, bike safety, and then they would get a bike and a lock and lights and a helmet and we would go on a little ride. I get more out of it than they do, I'm sure. Just, they're <laughs> delightful, absolutely delightful people. <laughs> I, I know that it's always a a fun day in, in the office when uh, you get to see everybody smiles that they get to keep the bikes. Yes, yes, yep, yeah. yeah. It really helps them get around. They don't have, a, and they often have ridden bikes. Um, most of these folks have lived in refugee camps for a couple years at least. And there's often a few single speed bikes around, but we found um, that they didn't really understand the shifting system. So Jack built Frankenbike, um, which shows them how to what a shift, what the shifting is, and why we have it. it it's, it's it was fun to see the light bulb go off in their head, like, oh, I can I can do this, and it is easier. Yeah, I know we don't have a lot of hills around here, but downshifting helps with the wind. It sure does. That's, those are our hills, is the wind. Yeah. You also helped develop some of our bike safety and bike mechanic classes in Bike Walk Wichita. Yeah, I became an LCI, um, I don't even remember now, two or three years ago? Three years ago, maybe? Um, okay. And it was really inspiring to, um, to do that and to, know, to, learn, to understand and have the confidence that you can share knowledge. Right. right. And just for those who don't know, the LCI is a licensed cycling instructor. Ready to roll. Basic bike, ma bike maintenance. Um, Kim and I really wrote that together. Um, and that's been around since probably 2016 also. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't really teach it as often as I would like to anymore. Um, but it's still out there and it's still one of our most popular classes. It's very hands-on. You bring your own bike. Um, we try to keep the bikes off the stands because you don't have a stand if you have a mechanical breakdown out in the trail. Right. Uh, bicycle's gonna be upside down when you're working on it. So it, mm -hmm. that's something people had to remove the rear wheel. Yeah. And did it? Okay, now do it again. Oh, good, you did it, now do it again. <laughs> you know, so things like that and brake adjustments and 
yeah, keeping your bike clean and, and well-maintained and um, how to check it, how to do the ABC quick check, is, which is another LCI thing, you know, air brakes and deliver, uh, chain, crank and chain. Yeah. Before you go on a ride. So yeah. you don't get surprises. But yeah, that's been a, that was, that's a fun class. So what else, you know, when, as we're going through all this pandemic stuff and everything, is there things that you would like to get around to with educating people about uh, bikes or just trying to, you know, get, I, I know you're missing your International Rescue Committee work and stuff, but um, are there some other things you, you think we might be able to get back to a little sooner or... Well, I love it that there's so many new riders, and I think capitalizing on that right now, uh, because when I say new riders, I'm also saying some of them really don't have very good bike riding skills. Mm -hmm. um, they're riding on the wrong side of the road. In fact, when I got home from Santa Fe Lake last week from our camping trip, I was pull, walking my bike up my driveway, and a lady pulled over, and she said, I don't mean to be creepy, but where did, where did you just come back from? Because obviously I've been camping with my yeah. loaded. And I told her, and she asked me which, what, which road route we had taken, and I told her that. And I very specifically, because there's that section of 21st that is not four mm -hmm. lane, and you are in the lane. Yeah. And I said, you need to own that lane. You be in that lane. You force the cars to have to slow down before they pass you. Um, mm -hmm. Don't ride you know, in the gutter, don't ride off, off by the curb. Right. And there was no shoulder there either. So she said, oh, I didn't know that. And this is a woman who's got some experience riding, has bikepacking equipment. And so I, I feel there, there is a group out there of people that could use our knowledge. And I would yeah. love, I think the slow rolls um, um, are a good way to do some of that. Um, right. And I, Love to see them and I understand we have some funding to continue them and broaden them so I think that that would be a really good platform right now yeah. during, to, to spread the word about riding safe right and do you help with uh, some of the bike jams and stuff getting the I, kids I, 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 bike. That, that program too me and me and Jack mostly um, yeah we we uh, and I called it bike jam um, we go into the neighborhoods and bring bikes and set up a little obstacle course and teach some safe riding. And uh, that's, that's been a lot of fun. And, and we could start getting back to that fairly soon, maybe this fall. It is all outside and uh, it's just been so hot, but yeah. I would, would like to get that back, back going back to um, that's a good way to get out into the neighborhoods um, and get, get, get bikes who need bikes. I am so happy that you're part of our education group and part of helping get people on bikes and stuff because, you know, we, I enjoyed camping with you. We learned so much just interacting in that way. It's fun. I, I, my life is enriched by all the people that I have met since I moved here uh, in, in the organization. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's been Well, thank you so much. And, uh, Hopefully, you know, we can get classes going again and you can continue to help people get ready to roll. Yes, definitely. Thanks for inviting me and thanks for all you do, Amy. You're, you're really a rock star.
Well, hi everyone, it's Amy, and I'm here with Alan Kaler, and he is the president of Bike Walk Wichita, but he also does some other things, and we're just gonna kind of talk about the one of the first things when he came that I became aware of when he was involved with Bike Walk Wichita was the yeah, licensed cycling instructor classes to become an LCI with the League of American Bicyclists. So Alan, would you like to talk about your involvement with the LCI program? Sure. Hi, everybody. Uh, so the LCI program is something, uh, Amy said, is the uh, sponsored by the League of American Bicyclists. It is a course to teach somebody how to teach other people to ride uh, safely. Their main course that they have that the LCIs teach is um, called various things, uh, traffic safety 101, confident city cycling. It's a what I call uh, sort of defensive driving for cyclists. Uh, and it is intended to teach people how to be more confident and safer riding on the road. Uh, it's especially for people who uh, are comfortable riding, ride all the time on bike paths and that sort of thing, but maybe are not as comfortable riding uh, in the street. And it is uh, the way that we teach it, it is a couple of hours online and then about four hours in person. Uh, of course, different organizations teach it in slightly different ways, but that's the way that we have, have structured it. And the two hours, couple hours online are just kind of basic learning the rules of the road, the, the laws that apply to, to cyclists and some of the concepts that the main part of it, the most useful part of it, is to get on a bike and go uh, practice uh, some of the things that you've talked about, starting with some very basic skills and then uh, evolving through uh, four or five different levels and then going for a ride on the street to kind of put it all into practice. Right, yeah, I, that's something that, um you know, I've been very passionate about it. it's like people you get used to riding your neighborhood and just riding around, you know, a park or wherever you're familiar with and then you want to try something a little bit further and something a little bit more and then you have to think about, you know, all these other factors of, you know, how to interact with other road users and and uh, so that class is very handy. I know I took the uh, Confident City Cycling class or safer city cycling. They're, they're, both, they're both the same yeah. class. They're just like say they mm -hmm. are called different things by different organizations. We've called yeah. it different things at different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I can say that that's kind of the core yeah. class that the mm -hmm. LAB sponsors. Bike Walk Wichita has a Wichita by bike class, mm -hmm. which is a simplified version, really, of the Confident City Cycling class. Mm -hmm. It is for people who are uh, uh, less comfortable on a, a little bit less comfortable on a bike. Uh, maybe they get out occasionally on uh, bike trails. And, and so it is intended to show some of the 
the very basic safety skills and then to talk about where there are bike paths and, and bike lanes in right. the city and how to use those yeah. and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, just route, route planning becomes a, a big deal when you start uh, thinking about riding a little more intentionally. So one of the other things that kind of helps, I, I know that Bike Walk Wichita, a lot of the stuff kind of bleeds in from one group to another, uh, you know, very seamlessly, but um, with the education stuff, uh, there's also kind of a hands-on class called uh, Mentored Maintenance, where uh, you can actually get somebody to kind of help you work on your own bicycle and stuff. Would you like to kind of share that program with us? Sure. Uh, that is really a one-on-one -on -one situation that we have created. Somebody can come in and for the, the course fee can bring in their, their bike and say, I've got this particular problem. I don't know how to figure it. Or actually the courses that I, the people that I have worked with more often, uh, they have come in and said, just, I want to know the basics of how to take care of, of mm. my bike, right. what I should do. We do have a class focused on that mm -hmm. called Ready to Roll. That's more of a group class, but to get the one-on-one -on -one, uh, class situation and to focus more specifically on specific questions that you may have, the maintenance is better, uh, especially if there is a particular issue that you have right. with the bike that you don't know how to how to deal with. Right. Or, uh, a little more focused yeah. situation, right. yeah. I know with Carrie, we kind of talked about getting kids on bikes, and then we've got, you know, these classes for adults and about, you know, ready to roll and Oh, we were just talking about it. Confident city cycling. Right. And then how to take care of your bike and stuff. Is there anything else that um, Bike Walk Wichita does to kind of help adults get, get back on bikes? We also do a learn to ride class. <laughs> I didn't mention it just strictly in the, in the education area. I have worked with a number of uh, people, uh, adults, uh, maybe they rode a bike when they were a kid, maybe they didn't. Maybe they have kids that just got a bike that, they're, that are riding around the neighborhood and they want to ride with them or they, mm -hmm. they figure it's just about time that they, they learned how to ride a bike. But uh, it's a fairly simple process. Uh, one woman actually that I, that I worked with, uh, had, I think she had ridden a bike when she was a kid but hadn't ridden for you know, 30, 40 years, whatever it was. Uh, and she was getting ready to go uh, on a uh, Peace Corps uh, mm. uh, assignment uh, to Africa, where her main method of transportation would be a yeah, bicycle. Yeah. And so she wanted to make sure that she knew how to do that. And then uh, she ended up, they, the Wichita Eagle ended up doing a, an article about her a, a wow. couple of months after I uh, had the, the Learn to Ride class with her. That's amazing. Uh, so, and then more on the mechanical uh, side of it, uh, we have for uh, kids, so I don't know whether you've talked about it with one of the other people or not, but uh, people can bring any kid in and get a free bike 
-hmm. up to the 20 inch wheeled size, which right. usually fit maybe a nine, up to a nine or 10 year old. Mm -hmm. If they're mm -hmm. bigger than that, then what we have is what we call a Build-A-Bike program where mm -hmm. the, the youth can come in, they make an, make an appointment. Usually it takes two nights, one of them mm -hmm. in two nights. They make an appointment, they come in and work one-on-one -on -one with one of our uh, recycle coordinators and they pick out the bike they want and they actually build their bike uh, or, or refurbish the bike that, yeah. that we have and and they they get a bike and they get a lock and they get lights uh, out of the deal so it requires yeah. a little bit more of a commitment from them but not a right. amount of couple like say uh maybe two nights four hours of work right yeah uh, yeah it's like Two, two nights of two to three hours, you know, two hours or so of working on a bike that they get to choose. They get to pick it out, right. which, yeah. And I think it's great that you guys teach the skills on how to uh, work on it because that's something that they'll retain, you know, they, they, it gives them a sense of ownership of that bike. And that's, you know, mechanical skills are not something that everybody has a chance, has an opportunity to learn. <laughs> right. One of the things that, uh, that we, we've talked about the different classes that we have and so forth. Uh, unfortunately, with the uh, COVID, we really haven't had uh, yeah. in-person classes, the, mm -hmm. the, the uh, Confident City Cycling or the Wichita Bike Bike. We're continue, we are doing the Build-A-Bike. Uh, that's like like say a more one-on-one -on -one, and so mm -hmm. it's uh, not a lot of people involved. What we do all the time in our recycle program, most of the people that come in and volunteer for us to work on, to work on bikes with us uh, don't have a lot of experience, if any, mm -hmm. uh, working right. on bikes. And so uh, we are constantly teaching people. So I've had uh, people uh, recently ask about whether we're going to resume the, the ready to roll or uh, mm -hmm. classes and so forth. And I told them, for, well, for right now, probably the best thing to do would be to just come in and volunteer. Yeah. Uh, and we'll teach you everything you need to know, work on bikes. It won't be on your bike specifically, but it will be on, on, on bikes generally and you'll learn how they yeah. work and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do a lot of that. And then, similar to the uh, Build-A-Bike program, or really kind of, I think, uh, where the Build-A-Bike program came out of was mm -hmm. our Earn-A-Bike program that we right. have had for adults for quite a while. Quite a while, yeah. So any adult can come in, volunteer 15 hours with us, uh, and then uh, once they have the 15 hours, they can pick mm -hmm. out one of the bikes that we have and um, we've built it up themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll help them with it. They get all of the parts they need to, you know, to put it together and so forth. Again, they get lock and a lock and lights with it. Uh, and it's um, we have really emphasized that they the need for the volunteer time, the fifteen mm -hmm. hours there, because that is where they learn how the bikes are put together and how to take care right. of their own bike. Uh, yeah. When they're once once they have it, so that is a, a very educational process as well. 
Yeah, I have always been really impressed that you guys offer that because it's um, definitely an, an accessible way for people to get a bike when they when you know other methods aren't easily accessible for them. So and and you're definitely offering some skills that it's hard to learn elsewhere. So and that, that, that's, that's been a very successful program. That's, that's yeah. real good. Yeah. I think we've done oh, somewhere in the range of 50 people mm -hmm. getting a bike uh, last year and the, and the year before. Okay, yeah. But, uh, well, Alan, thank you so much for stopping into uh, chat today and tell us about the uh, LCI program and how Bike Walk Wichita helps keep people rolling and learning about bicycles. I know there's there's only so much you can learn from YouTube videos. I mean, it's, you know. They are, they are useful. I look, I, I watch them. Uh, they are useful, yeah, but sometimes you just kind of have to, you know, get your, you know, get, get up to your elbows in grease and figure things That's out. Right. And it's, it's helpful when you've got some guidance and, and some knowledge. So, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so I'm here with Zeke who's been one of our recycle coordinators and is recycle outreach coordinator is your official title now. But basically he is in the shop a lot. But Zeke is moving. He and his wife are moving to California, great opportunity for him. He gets to go mountain bike in the mountains instead of on the streets here in Wichita, but that's okay. Zeke, you're gonna leave him. What do you think of that? I'm excited for the next opportunity. Um, I don't know what that opportunity is yet, but I'm excited for it, and uh, I will find something. I'm sad that I'll be leaving here. One of the qualities I really admire in you is that ability just to kind of accept what comes next and make the most of it. So one question I had, thinking of, of Zeke's time at, at Recycle, it's been a year and a half. How long's it been since you were kind of full-timey here? been about two years. Two years, wonderful. Maybe three, actually. Uh, you've had a real significant impact on recycle. You've been able to, you know, do some, take charge of it and find your role here and all, but um, what's one thing you've learned most in your time here working with recycle and Bike Walk Wichita? Um, that a lot of people can learn how to fix bikes and we can help a lot of people get mobility throughout the city and then be able to get to jobs or food bank or just keep people up and running. And a lot of people can learn how to do a lot of that themselves. And it does kind of empower them to be like, oh yeah, I can succeed at getting my own transportation and I can, you know, I can figure this out. Um, when maybe they haven't had a whole lot of opportunities to say, yeah, I can figure this out before. Good, I like that. that giving people a chance and, and giving them a chance to learn. How much education background have you had besides being a student? Uh, I have taught one or two classes in college as an adjunct. Um, my favorite moment from that was I taught metal shop and the lathe and I said, never pick up the metal chips like this. And then I picked them up and I cut my hand. And I was like, that's why you don't do that. Oh, a practical. <laughs> 
And Zeke, it's funny because you have some real practical wisdom, and I like that about you. One of my favorite times is working with you on the air conditioning and the wiring. And uh, I make a pun and say it was a shock that it all worked out, but unk dunk. But uh, you were able to learn, and it was great that one of our other volunteers, Chris, was able to come in and uh, check the fine points. But I admire that willingness on your part to find an opportunity to learn. So I could tell you were learning for your own benefit but you really saw the connection to the mission and uh, to understand that you can do something for people that helps think while you're learning. And that's the whole deal of this. Yeah, it, it definitely is a learning experience and uh, we have all learned a lot by being here. What are you gonna miss most, I have to ask? Is it about, about Bike Walk Wichita or the recycle shop particularly? Or? I, I will miss the, that it's all set up and it's just running and I can just show up and make sure it all runs and I don't have to do any of the paperwork or any of that, but I can, you know, I have a purpose and I make sure this place runs a lot better or a little bit smoother. Um, mm -hmm. And that's really nice because I am not great at the administrative side, but I, I am good at that day-to-day, -day, just being the face of the organization. And so is there enjoyed a, that. a bike walk, insert community name here at your uh, next location, or you're going to be starting that up? <sighs> I may start something similar to this and right. maybe a maker space. It may be a bike walk. To Hatchapi, I don't know what it'll be. Zeke, it's been great talking with you, and uh, we're sure going to miss you. So what's the last word of wisdom you have about Recycle? Come on down, hang out, learn how to work on bikes, and join us uh, Thursday evenings, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 1 to 4, and we would love to have you. And it's, it's very helpful to learn that you can fix stuff, and bikes are honestly fairly simple. Well, thanks, Zeke. Hey everyone, it's Amy again, and I'm here with Dr. Barbara Coates, and we're going to talk about the pedestrian group with Bike Walk Wichita. Uh, Barbara, would you like to kind of tell us about yourself and maybe a little bit about your involvement with the group? Well, um, I'm a retired family doctor. I practiced here for 29 years um, and retired several years ago. I guess my passion is um, just trying to get people to be more active. During my, you know, when we're in training, uh, medical school and residency, we're learning how to diagnose diseases and treat diseases. Mm -hmm. But as I got further into practice, I was much more, well, not much more, but I was very interested in how do we prevent these things instead of just trying to treat them. And there's just, there's more and more and more literature mm. studies that show that being physically active helps so many different mm -hmm. um, conditions. Mm -hmm. um, it can help prevent diabetes. It helps prevent heart disease, cancers, dementia, osteoporosis, depression. I mean, physical activity has been proven to do all of these things. So mm -hmm. I, I have felt like doctors should be promoting this mm -hmm. and uh, the, the simplest thing that people can do for physical activity is walking you don't need any special expensive equipment mm -hmm. you can do it right outside your own home so that's my passion is trying to get people to understand that they hold the key to helping helping their own health right and not depending on Pills. And that's, and to me, that's such a, as you know, walking sounds like such a simple, 
very accessible thing for everyone to do, and yet it's so hard for us to get ourselves out the front door. The things that we tell ourselves to not walk out that front door are just terrible. It's such an injustice to ourselves. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I agree. It's, and, it's hard to take that first step. Yeah. But there's, there's ways around it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. um, some, some people much, do much better. I think a lot of us do better if we're meeting someone yes. to walk or do the activity. And then we yeah. kind of feel that commitment. Mm -hmm. To have but, that accountability. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so the, there's all sorts of, we, we mostly create our own obstacles. Yes. <laughs> like yes. we don't have time and it's right. too hot. It's too right. cold. The so games like we play with ourselves to get right. out the front door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I always told my patients, though, that it takes six weeks to develop a habit so that if you just do it regularly for six weeks, you'll kind of get that pretty well ingrained. But then it only takes two weeks to lose it. Mm -hmm. So you get sick or you're out of town, you get your, your schedule's interrupted, and then suddenly you're out of that habit again. Yeah. The pedestrian group, you guys have uh, some walking Wednesdays going on and, and uh, what, what types of, I know that things are kind of different right now during the pandemic and you're mostly just promoting different parts of town and different par parks to go and walk in, but uh, are there some other things that uh, are kind of in the works or tell us about the pedestrian group. Well, last year we started what we called Walking Wednesdays um, in the spring, and every Wednesday evening we would host a walk. And mm -hmm. we tried to go to different areas, different parks in different parts of the town to help acquaint people with maybe new areas they weren't used to. Mm -hmm. So we started that again this spring, and then COVID hit. <laughs> and yes. with the uncertainty of how do you social distance, how much do you do when you're outside, we just decided to stop it. And then I had the idea we could start it again this summer. And if we just started later in the evening, it would be cool enough. And that was a mistake too. <laughs> because we had such high uh, right. uh, temperatures even into the evening. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. for a couple of weeks, we've done some sort of uh, intermittent pop-up. Let's go to the park and if you can meet us. And we've had some people do that with us. We are planning to redo start those though um, in okay. the fall, mm -hmm. um, and we're talking about maybe having two a week um, in October. Okay. Traditionally, um, for years now, Wichita has had has promoted walking during the week of October, and we call it Walktober. Yes. So yeah. um, we thought we might try to do two a week, one a weekday and one um, on a weekend during mm -hmm. October, during October. So we'll see. Those are, that's kind of in the works. Okay. In, in the meantime, we're still promoting our app. Uh, our walk, mm -hmm. our Bike Walk Wichita app has a number of walking tours that people can do on their own, go down with friends. Mm -hmm. um, the latest one we have is um, the, the uh, Kansas African American Museum Tour. And many yes. people don't know that there, there was a very a busy black community in downtown. Yes. Um, yes. At one time. And so we had, we worked with the African American Museum. 
mm -hmm. uh, curator and we put out some pictures and locations of different businesses and things downtown. It's about a mile long. And as you're, if you have the app, you just download it and it takes you from place to place and gives you some information about those places and shows you pictures if we have them. Besides that, we have a tour of the Douglas Avenue sculptures mm -hmm. um, all around Century Two and up and down Douglas. All oh, those nice. beautiful bronze yeah. sculptures that are out there. I just yeah. think they're so cool. We have some, uh, we have three tours at College Hill showing the historical homes. Mm. We have one in Delano showing you um, areas where there's been some um, maybe... Uh, Paranormal activity? Yeah, that's the yes. word. <laughs> um, and we call, it, we call it the ghost tours of Delano. And we, <laughs> we uh, got the information from the Delano uh, district, oh. um, neighborhood district. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of murals up in the 21st and Broadway section that was part of the Horizontes mural project. Mm -hmm. And we, we've got those down where you can walk from place to place and look at the murals. And then the app tells you information about the mural itself and the artist who created it. So we, I think they're fun to do and gives people an excuse to get out and walk. Right. And well, we certainly appreciate having you be on our pedestrian group for Bike Walk Wichita. And uh, thank you for all of the effort that you do and, and helping us get those walks coordinated and being conscientious of going around to the different parts of town and introducing people to areas that they wouldn't usually think to go walk in. I, I have learned a lot about Wichita in <laughs> doing this. I'm the same, you know, we stay, often stay in our own little neighborhoods and this has opened my eyes to the number of great parks that Wichita has. Yes. We ought yeah. to use, utilize them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing with us today, Barbara. Was there anything else you wanted to add or? I, I, I don't think so. All right. Okay, okay thanks, Amy. Hi everyone, uh, it's Kim and Amy, and we are catching up uh, regarding the Women Bike ICT group uh, that is part of Bike Walk Wichita. Hello, Amy. Hey. So um, many of you may not know, but Women Bike ICT, that actually started right um, at the beginning of Bike Walk Wichita. So back in 2010, I joined the organization about oh, two to three meetings in. Barry Carroll had just had a few, and um, of course, our um, first lady, his wife, Nancy Carroll, uh, was active as well in Bike Walk Wichita and really um, saw the need for having a women-specific um, initiative and women-focused efforts. So uh, really, we've been rolling uh, since the beginning of Bike Walk Wichita. And I know, Amy, you've been involved in Women Bike ICT for many years. Yeah, I, I believe at least like 2014, um, I've kind of, you know, started working my way into Bike Walk Wichita, getting to know you guys and how stuff kind of worked. And now it's just like, Kim, I want to do this thing. Can we go do it? I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and but, but I, I really miss our uh, Bike Beautiful fashion shows and you know, some of the campouts 
and events right. that, we have, that we held in the past. And I cannot wait until uh, we are back and able to do that. But right. um, I think it's really important to have a space uh, for women and for anybody identifying right. female. Right. And, yes. uh, there's been a lot of research done to the benefits. Yeah, um, a lot of the research talks about, you know, when women feel comfortable enough to ride neighborhoods and ride in a community, that it really feels safe enough for everyone, that that's one of their indicators of how uh, safe it is to bike in a community. It's like, are women out biking? And uh, so, pay, I mean, we are an indicator population, so let's... Uh, Let's uh, indicate what we want, <laughs> and right. that's kind of that's kind of how we operate the women women bike ICT group. And it's it's very we're very open to ideas and what we want. You know, it's kind of choose your own adventure with the women of Wichita, and um, we have a Facebook group and we just kind of exchange ideas there, just kind of creating a safe space to talk about. The issues that women have with biking and some of that is just some physical differences with bike fit and uh, I'm sorry I'm gonna say it but women's monthly cycle issues and bicycling and all that fun stuff so uh, we do have um, some different challenges um, there's also you know we want to create a safe space to be able to talk about um, clothing women's specific gear, where we feel comfortable riding, and what makes us feel uncomfortable when we ride, and just trying to support each other, and um, how, you, you know, brainstorm, what, what do we want, what do we need to feel safe in a community to ride, and, and walk, and, and, you know, all these other things. I really, uh, love, I really love those conversations. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love all the stories and uh, mm -hmm. everything people share. And, and uh, just the fact that anyone, you know, can post, you know, that they're going to be at a certain park at a certain time, day. Right. To really help make connections in this safer uh, group. So it is a private group that um, yes. we, we look and uh, talk to everybody before we let them in. So um, other things that we have coming up on our horizon with Women Bike ICT. Our, our weekly bike meetups, we're going to get those started again. I think mm -hmm. uh, as long as we uh, meet up in outdoor spaces, so we're going to be trying to support businesses who, you know, are expanding their patio and those options. Right. Uh, we're also going to be following our food, food truck friends around yeah. and, yep. and maybe even just meeting up in different parks and stuff to explore Wichita. So definitely be looking for those events coming up in September and um, into October, which we are naming Biketober. Yes, yes. So definitely you can always find those on the Facebook page, Bike Walk Wichita's page, and or if you're not on Facebook, our Bike Walk Wichita calendar. Um, another thing that I'm super excited because I was so disappointed that we had to uh, postpone it, I cannot wait until spring, hopefully 2021, when maybe we can uh, re redo our she bikes. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I have missed our, our, it's a women's biking conference and we call it She Bikes. And uh, what, what we had an acronym for it. She was like strong, healthy, engaged. Yes. Was she. 
That really yeah. encompasses, I know, that really encompasses everything that, that um, biking makes me feel, you know? It's like I feel strong and healthy and engaged in my community when I'm out seeing it at, you know, on a bicycle and not in my car doing 40 miles an hour or going down the highway or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so, so check us out, uh, Women Bike ICT. We have a page on our Bike Walk Wichita website, or you can find us on Facebook. Thanks, Kim. It was great to catch up. See you around. Hello, Clayton. Uh, thanks for taking a moment to chat about your experience as a Bike Walk Wichita Advocacy Ambassador and to share a few projects underway uh, to make Wichita a more connected, safe city. Thank you. Glad you could join us. Um, advocacy, of course, as you know, has been a primary focus of Bike Walk Wichita since uh, day one, back in 2010. And uh, what I love, though, is it's continued to, you know, kind of evolve over the years, uh, which is great. And I think that's, you know, the advocacy work group has done a really great job, you know, to make it uh, meet our residents' needs and, and our, our community needs. Um, but many may not realize that there are actually over four dozen uh, city and county infrastructure or policy projects uh, related to biking and walking. And so last year, kind of in response, we decided to roll out, uh, to, we developed um, our Advocacy Ambassador Program, which you applied for and were accepted. So tell us briefly, what have you been up to lately? Well, in general, my advocacy is based off of a personal experience. I find tends to be the uh, best advocacy. Uh, speak what you know. Um, so I would say um, this year's highlights is I hit a point where I hit a $2,600 repair bill, bill on the car. And uh, so I was looking at my options and I kind of decided, well, for me at this point, I've learned about how to bike commute enough that driving is an option. So kind of took that as motivation to be riding a lot more and driving a lot less, and I have not repaired the car. Um, still drive about one day a week, but much less than I have before. Um, so I've been learning more about bike commuting, and as part of that, I was like, I have some knowledge. It was kind of a steep learning curve for me, so maybe some others would benefit for uh, how to learn how to bike commute without my learning curve. So uh, I've tried starting a couple of uh, Facebook groups, um, one called uh, ICT Bike Commute, another one, uh, ICT Bike Packing, um, basically camping with bikes, um, both to share what I know and also pick other people's minds for uh, what they do, the problems they run into, uh, tricks they've learned. Because uh, I get into the advocacy side of things because of, you know, helping people to understand how this road is difficult to get by and this other road is nearly impassable. Um, the adjustments you have to make and the things you see biking that you don't see driving. Um, and as part of that, uh, for example, um, I would say for me, my uh, biggest barrier 
to being a full-time pipe computer is businesses. Um, so trying to make some of these businesses, when they will talk to you, you know, here's an opportunity for you. You know, for example, I can't shop at your store if I can't park there. Yeah. Car parking is not the only problem. Um, so many of these businesses that I would like to shop to, uh, shop with, I can't um, because once I'm there, I have no place to put the bike. Um, even if they do have a bike rack, probably three quarters of them, their bike racks I won't use or install poorly. Um, so just, you know, hey, I noticed this because I'm a bike commuter. You know, these are your options, these are your opportunities, and these are the artificial hardships that you're causing with your current way of doing things. Maybe there's a better way of doing things. And I love those projects. I know uh, you've, you've done quite a bit on bike parking, and so um, I know you've really made me think about it in a whole new light. And as I've uh, started commuting more and more, uh, especially during these COVID times, um, I'm, you know, noticing exactly what you're saying. So I think it is a great opportunity to really help bicyclists, but at the same point, help these businesses thrive. Yes, there's a lot of untapped potential uh, for businesses. So I know you're also, I hear you speaking at, you know, the city's bike pet advisory board meeting, you know, I'll see you pop up at other city meetings um, and share resources. Uh, and I know you're uh, also advocating for, um, you know, more open data from the city um, and county in order to make, you know, better decisions, arguments, uh, and advocacy. So you're, you're kind of all over the place. It's really exciting. Yeah, and uh, that's all based off of observations you make um, based off of personal experience. Um, so for an example on that is um, I live in the uh, Riverside and North Riverside area. Um, one of the meetings I've been in lately is at 13th Street. And one of the discussion points is during most hours of the day, it's nearly impossible to uh, cross 13th Street, arguably, unless you are at one of the signal crosswalks. Um, getting to and getting back from those crosswalks creates a hardship, particularly if it's difficult for you to walk. Yes. Um, so how can that street be made um, just inherently safe? And that again comes back off of personal experience because you know I've had a grandparent that drove for about five to ten years longer than he should have, and you know he was a severe risk. We tried to uh, get his license taken away from him actually, and was unable to do so. Um, part of that reason is in the city that he was living in, it's impossible to live there independently unless you're driving. Um, I'm now currently having those same kind of issues come up again. Those issues are going to apply to me in 10 or 15 years. So I need to live someplace that I can keep an independent life when I am no longer able to drive. I cannot say that can happen in Riverside or North Riverside today, but that is something that could happen in, uh, when I do hit that point in 10 or 15 years, you could get there a lot quicker than that. 
And I'm finding a lot of residents in my area. I mean, of course, not all of them, but a lot of them have been starting to think about that. And that is something that they would like for themselves too. So, yeah. um, but you don't know about that if you haven't gone for a week without a card. It yeah. never occurs to you because Wichita is so car centric. A lot of people can't imagine how their environment works without driving. And that's where a lot of those communications with city staff, with the district advisory boards are. Um, a lot of times you could almost say, I'm really not advocating for anything. I'm more educating them. This is your environment. This is the, the uh, issues it causes for me, the uh, options that it limits me uh, from. Here's another way of doing things. And just that process of showing, this is what your city is like outside of a car. This is what I wanna do. Here's why I can't do it. Or these are the adjustments I have to make. And it kind of helps them understand, oh, there's, there's more than one way. Absolutely. And I, I know these are obviously topics that you are, you know, passionate about. And I really love that about Bike Walk Wichita's kind of advocacy work and the approach and that there's so many different layers, you know, from helping neighborhoods reduce barriers uh, to amplifying resident voices, um, like you just mentioned with mm -hmm. city staff or with other people who may not get to engage with residents as much as um, they would like to and that sharing that power with residents like yourself um, who really value civic engagement and you, you, you obviously see the benefit of engaging uh, in your city. Um, mm -hmm. And so I just think that's, that's where I think all the awesome energy comes from, you know, where kind of your passion kind of meets with Bike Walk Wichita's mission. Um, and, and, and they need the data too, you know, because like you talk about some of these streets, you know, making them more uh, balanced use or uh, making them um, more pedestrian and bike friendly. You know, one of these things I can go in and talk about at a, a four lane street is, here's, here's the video of me on this street. I am taking the entire lane. So when you redesign this street, do you want me to take five feet in the bike lane or do you want me to take this 14 foot wide lane? And those exactly. are the kind of options that if you haven't ridden a bike or you haven't been out there not driving, these are really obvious things when you're biking. Exactly. They're really hard to see if all you've done is driven. Yes. And generally speaking, I mean, many streets in Wichita are wide uh, and really could be modernized or balanced, as you just mentioned, to create those separate uh, predictable spaces for all road users. Yep. So Makes it better for everybody. It, it really is. It uh, really creates those livable kind of neighborhoods and, and blocks where you just want to stop and shop and dine and, and chat with people. Totally agree. So I know uh, Bike Walk Wichita has quite a few larger projects um, also, you know, in play. Uh, for example, Douglas Avenue, uh, the downtown streets planning, and especially McLean. Um, I know you have been engaged in those projects. Any uh, big updates or news you want to share on those? 
Um, a lot of discussions at this point. Um, I would say that is uh, maybe even a talking point for the uh, listeners for your podcast. Um, this is one example of if you just know something and are at these meetings, having that knowledge, especially knowledge that's local in the area that they're talking about um, is valuable. Um, I would say my entry into discussing with the city about McLean was at the bike pit advisory board where there is a, the starting discussion was, is McLean a problem? Um, and the general consensus at that time was not really, it's not any different than the rest of the city. And uh, I made the comment of, of uh, all the speeding that is routine here, especially racing, and uh, the uh, numerous deaths that happened on that street, um, which most people in the room was not aware of because they didn't live there. And then since then, that street has gotten far more attention uh, than it had just a year year or two ago. Now, and it's very, yes, very exciting uh, to see the progress. And I don't say that in the sense that that is what I did, because it's not me. I mean, if it was just me, that totally flops and it totally fails. Um, but it gives pause and people start asking themselves more questions. The city staff starts looking at their reports. The, uh, the uh, biped board starts asking more questions. Exactly. So having that knowledge deepens the conversation and expands it. And for those that haven't heard, City Council actually unanimously just passed uh, the funding uh, to approve a study, a traffic study and safety study to kind of look at creating a, a safe crossing there and potentially slowing traffic, calming traffic there in that section of McLean. So very exciting progress and, what, and a great example. Um, and a really good point that we, knowledge is really valuable. So if you are at any meetings, if you hear any information or see an issue or have an idea for a solution for your neighborhood, you can easily um, contact our advocacy work group by simply emailing advocacy at bikewalkwichita.org. And that email will actually go to all of our uh, work group. So thank you so much, uh, Clayton, for taking the time today uh, to kind of share your experience and uh, give us an update on a few projects. Any last words of wisdom? No, just um, if you would like to be more uh, involved as an advocate, um, advocate is really just uh, sharing your knowledge and, uh, and presenting um, options as you see them. Um, if that's with your job, if that's with a city council, um, if that's your neighbors, I mean, wherever your expertise and your knowledge goes, um, that's useful. Exactly, you can start at your school, your church, um, wherever, wherever you're at. So thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Wow. There's so much energy and work being led by our work groups. Yeah. Again, I'm just, it blows me away. Thanks every everybody single. for being involved in it. Yes. And thank you uh, for make, for keeping uh, bike walk, Wichita rolling.
Bike Walk Wichita from the beginning has trusted that the right person will show up at the right time to help. The bees come when the flower is ready, a friend of mine taught me. And so we jump into projects knowing that others are going to join in. This spring, with our focus on digital communications, we knew we could use someone to help with video production. Who would show up? Well, Grandpa and Elijah came to Recycle one Saturday pre-COVID. They were going to record an episode of Grandpa's podcast about getting Grandma's bike ready to roll. Elijah, only 13 at the time, was serious about producing their podcast to be the best it could be. Wow, what if this young man was interested in volunteering with us? We invited them to our next podcast recording session. Not sure if they'd show, but sure enough, that next week, both came to our session to learn more about what we're doing and show up, Elijah did. He's now worked on or produced four videos for Bike Walk Wichita, including one where he interviewed Barry Carroll, our founder, about his pre and post ride routines. We gave him a general idea of what we were looking for and he took control of the whole process from writing, staging and videoing, editing, and finally uploading the finished product to our YouTube channel. It's a gem. Everyone who interacts with Elijah is put at ease with his demeanor and his professionalism. And yeah, I'm saying that about a 14 year old. As he helps us tell our stories, Elijah's learned a lot about our community and its needs. It's been a learning experience for him and productive for us. Our mission is to make biking and walking safe, equitable, and appealing. And there's a lot of meaning packed into each of those words, and Elijah's story really fits. Of course, his videos are appealing. They've got a really nice look. But the opportunity we gave Elijah and the way that he fit in with his organization meet that equitable goal. Everyone's welcome to contribute what they can. We gave him a fair chance to be part of this, even though he was, let's say, younger than any of our other team members. And of course, Elijah took that opportunity and made something special out of it. I can't say thanks enough to him. So Elijah, thanks. You're our volunteer spotlight for September. Well, it looks like our time is up. Thank you for tuning in and we hope that you enjoyed catching up with our work groups and maybe picked up an idea or two for how you can connect with our local bike ped friends, whether through our work groups, classes, walks, or rides. As we look forward to 2021, we will be beginning our annual strategic planning process this winter. So we'll be looking to capture all of your creative ideas um, and develop those into strategies for how we can continue transforming our city and region into a bike and pedestrian uh, mecca. I want to take over. Uh, it's, it's time. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Comment. Tell us what you liked and what you would like to hear in the future episodes. You can also be the first to hear our latest episodes by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows almost. Of course, Bike Walk Wichita couldn't do all of this without our amazing local business sponsors. As our city opens back up, please shop local and support these businesses who support us in transforming our city. First, I'm excited. We have one brand new sponsor who has just opened a business in town, Yay. REI. Uh, they just opened their Wichita store at K96 in Greenwich. So. If you are looking for outdoor adventure gear or just really cool stuff, I mean, just I 
I was so excited. Amy and I were the first two in line when they opened a couple weeks ago. Uh, you must drop in. And while you're there, thank them for supporting Bike Walk Wichita and the Kansas Single Track Society. So they're also sponsoring that organization, which is doing amazing work around town. In addition, we have a second new sponsor, Johnson's Garden Center. As we mentioned, Marty's going to be hosting our event, and we appreciate all the support he has provided to the biking and pedestrian community for decades. So thank you to Marty and Johnson's Garden Center crew. We, of course, have Palmer Physical Therapy for Women. They've been with us for several years, and they are actually hosting a new series Nordic walking. Some also call this urban polling. Uh, you have the poles and um, it's a full body workout. You are going to work out that entire core. It's much different than just kind of going for a walk. The good news is it's easier on your joints and your back. So we're super excited. We're going to be co-hosting an event with them October 3rd in Riverside Park. So uh, definitely check out and they have classes before then as well if you can't wait. So I'm going to look at, at getting in before then because I want to get going while the weather is nice. Truck Stuff can install your hitches, help you haul all that adventure gear that you're going to pick up at REI and <laughs> our other bike shops. Uh, Medis is keeping us rolling with their delicious food. We really appreciate their help. Of course, we couldn't do it without our local bike shops. Bicycle Peddler, Bicycle Exchange, and Heartland Bike Shops have been supporting our advocacy work, and, and they just get it. They, they do much more than just sell bikes and gear and support racing teams and, and mechanics. They, they live it. It is their true passion to make Wichita a safe place to ride. Visionary Print, of course. We couldn't do this podcast without their help, and they are helping us with the live music event on September 20th, so we appreciate their help. And Family Care Associates for keeping us healthy. Thanks to the huge increase in biking and walking, I mean, it's just tremendous. Actually, a recent national report came out, and it revealed that Wichita had a 90 to 125% increasing in biking since COVID. Wow, yeah. That is just amazing. So we, we are feeling this. We are seeing this uh, growing network. So as I said, try to shop local. Try to support those local businesses. We're super excited about the open air ICT new policy that will help uh, create more vibrant streetscapes and sidewalks neighborhoods so appreciate that if you know of a business that could benefit from our hyper local marketing contact us and we can share our 2021 sponsorship packet and it includes a customized promotion plan for the entire year so all of our events everything that wraps up our show extra thanks to amy jack and our volunteers for the awesome interviews and stories that we heard today, and to our podcast producer, Christian. We'll see you at Marty's Acre on September 20th. Bye-bye.